0: This will be the most natural opening that we've ever had. Already is. Ever. Um, I'm just going to have to remember to skip five and a half minutes in to
1: cut. <laughs> it's going to be a bit more than five and a half minutes, my dude. So, no, I can see the little timer. Oh, right, because we're recording. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Was like, that was like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, wow. Hi. Hi.
0: Hi. It's kinda of stupid to ask how are you, but
1: Yeah. How um, are you? I'm okay. I'm yeah. safe. I am healthy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to be thankful for. And mm-hmm. I know that. Um I did start a little bit of a gratitude journal today. Um just because you know, we take a whole lot for granted. And yeah. We shouldn't. Um, I'm sure that everyone listening is wondering, you know. Um, but as far as everything that's going on, I don't really think that I have anything to add to. No, that's not right. I know that I don't have anything to add to the conversation. Um, but for people who don't know, I would like to give a shout-out to probably the best description, the best explanation, the best everything that I can think of. There's a podcast called What a Day, and they come out with episodes every single day. Uh, They're just short little episodes about, like, the headlines, what's happening in the news, like, just to keep you updated on, like, what's going on. Um, And there is one particular episode that aired this past Wednesday. It is titled Racism Continued. And at the beginning of the episode, one of the hosts, Akila Hughes, says everything that needs to be said or should be said. Um, so she's also a great personality to follow on Twitter and Instagram. She's just she's delightful. Great. Yeah. She's really, really great. So if anyone is wondering how I feel about things, A, it doesn't matter. But B, go listen to what Akila Hughes said in What it a Day because it's. It's everything. Yeah.
0: And um, we will talk about this at the end of the episode too, but just in case you're curious and you don't want to listen to the entire episode, a I'm offended, but B (laughs) I get it. Um, We'll be posting links on social and also in the show notes for places to donate. If you aren't on the front lines or if you can't be on the front lines or if you want to financially show support, we'll post links to um, bailout mm-hmm. donation places and to the George Floyd Memorial Fund. We'll post all of the pertinent links
1: all that, the stuff. that are out there. So um, Also phone numbers. If you don't have any money, yep. um, like a lot of us, money is ridiculously tight right now Crazy as we are unemployed. Um, and so I know that a lot of people can't donate money. But uh, there are some phone numbers that you can call and there's a little script attached. um, So you don't even have to think about what to say. Um, And it could really, really help a lot of people. A lot of people. So um, I
0: think what we'll probably do is we'll put that all in the Instagram stories, do our regular Instagram posts, and then do a separate Instagram post. So we can just kind of spam it. Um, Yeah. So... Be on the lookout for those. We'll put it in the show notes, too, so if you don't have social media, you can click away and help out as much as you can. But it's important. Um, It's very, the most important. It's the most important. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, pause this episode. Yeah. Go listen to What a Day. Yeah. I'll give you... Welcome back. <laughs> um, great. If you would like to skip to the end, again, we're a little offended, but we understand. I mean, our babes are yeah. pretty great. I don't They're know pretty me, great. But, like, so, my babe's really great. My babe's really great. But if you want to skip but we get end, it, it's rude, but it's your prerogative, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then you can help out however you can, and we love you and appreciate you. Yep. Pretty
0: yep. Much. Pretty much. And we'll remind you at the end mm-hmm. for people so, who actually uh, want to hear us.
1: How are you? Uh, well,
0: you know, aside from everything in 2020, my head's been pretty terrible. Oh. <laughs> so that's great. But it's because we've got this big giant storm system moving in, which um, is fine, I guess. We, we went out to the valley briefly yesterday because it was Brandon's birthday um, and then this morning they announced that we have 25 new cases in South Central alone. And so I messaged everybody and I was like, Hey guys, um, I will see you when we're camping. And I know that we can be outside and be at least six ish feet away. We're all going to be yeah. sitting around a campfire, but it won't be, we're not sitting at a dinner table. Right. Um, but if I start dipping out of invites, this is why I'm sorry in advance
1: but I have nothing to be sorry about, but I understand, yeah,
0: but it's just, you know, and I told Evan, I was like, I, I'm, I, I cannot ask you to do the same thing because I know that it has been really hard the last three months, mental health wise for both of us, for, I mean, for everybody, for the whole world. Um, so I, I can't, and I won't ask you to do the same thing, but just know that this is what I have to do to stay sane And I'm sure it will be fine because everyone that we hang out with is very nervous and Mm -hmm. aware. Um, But for my own sanity, I don't think that it would be enjoyable for me anymore. (laughs) Yeah, So. Yeah. if you're just
1: going to be stressed out, then what's the point? So, yeah,
0: yeah. No, you got to take care of yourself, my dude. Right, And I was like, and plus bonus, it's summer, so we're going to be camping a bunch. Um, We're going to Thompson Pass this weekend and have a big, giant area, so we're going to have, like, I think four people with us. Um, So, you know, it's not like I'm saying I don't want to, I'm not going to see friends. It's not that I don't want to, because obviously, but more that, you know, (laughs) even if it's fine for my personal well-being. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. So that was kind of a hard thing to come to, since I've only seen people twice, and I'm already like, nope, but,
1: you know. It's safer in the long run to do that now. Yeah, I agree.
0: In other news, I've been saying it for like a week and a half and haven't actively started looking for one but i am going to look for a therapist because the more that i Mm, mm, the the more that mm. we get further and further into um i don't want to say post-covid because we're still very much mid-covid but to where people are having to figure out okay how do we now live life Mm -hmm. how do we move forward because we can't stay in lockdown forever we can't not see people forever. So how do you move forward doing that? The the idea of that conversation causes me such stress and anxiety that I basically cried all day yesterday. Like I just had a big long panic attack all day yesterday. And I was like, you know what, I can't I can't do this. Like I this is not sustainable. This level of anxiety and burgeoning germophobia again is not sustainable. So I need to actually just sit down and find somebody to help with that. Cause the, there are people that help with that. There are people who like a lot get of them. paid money and like went to school to do that. And they're so nice. And like, and like, they're so nice. It's just so hard for like, I, I am like the biggest proponent of like, get your mental health in check. And like mental health is key. And like, everyone has anxiety to some degree and that's great. I like, I, Colby told me one time, like, the thing I know about you is that you love cats and you have anxiety. And I was like, I'm so bing, bing, bing. flattered. Like, it was not even, I like, I was so flattered that, like, the idea that I'm I'm open enough about my anxiety that that would be one of the things that somebody lists off about me it, it was flattering, you know? And so, like, it's stupid that it's taken me this long to turn that mirror on myself, but hey. I guess I'll do it. I just Everybody's keep being, like, like, well, I would go to the doctor if my leg was broken. And, like, the anxiety part of my brain is kind of broken. And that's fine. It's fine. So I should go to a doctor for it.
1: I will say, like, everyone can recommend it to each other all day long, but no one can force anybody. Like, okay, technically, yes, you could force someone to go to therapy, but you can't force them to engage in therapy. Yeah. And... Everyone has to choose that in their own time. And I will say in my personal experience and opinion and belief is that if you choose to, if you really want to, if you go, if you do the work and engage, it is so rewarding and so, it's so, so comforting. I can, yeah, I'm not nearly anywhere advanced or anything like that I'm still in like the, I'm like dipping my toe you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I can start to notice patterns in my brain of like oh I think this because of this yeah and I feel this way because I've been trained to feel this way this is not something wrong with me this is something that I have been trained from day one this is how I'm supposed to feel even though it feels wrong yeah because it is wrong but anyway that's a whole other thing um yeah yeah I hope you do. I think that you will love it and hate it and appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to hate it a lot,
0: but I think I'm going to hate it a lot in the same way that like, like I hate it when I get when like, I have to have feelings with just people, you know, I hate it. So now
1: you got to have feelings with yourself.
0: Oh my God. Barf. Um, so I'll probably cut, a, not all, 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 a lot of that, but some of that because it was long-winded.
1: Well, Taylor, welcome to Babetown. Ew, barf!
0: You distracted me. Got you. Um, thank you. I feel very welcomed. You're welcome. Are you drinking a clow? I am drinking a clow. It is a raspberry clow. Mm. I also have a literal vase of water
1: um i remember that cup
0: yep it's all uh warped because of the dishwasher yep all the best cups are so evan tells me because it's we're not really adults so we just like every time we get flowers we just stick them in that <laughs>
1: yeah
0: because it's our biggest cup and evan every time i drink out of it he's like that's gross i'm like why is it gross And wash he's it. like it's like well we put like flowers and shit in there i'm like yeah but we wash it like also um, the plants you eat plants I don't care. I don't give a shit. You washed it. You're fine. If I get algae in my stomach, so be it. That's all I'm oh, saying. My.
1: That's all I'm saying. That's the stance that I'm going to take. That's the hill I'll die on. Interesting hill that you've chosen, but I'm proud of you, and I Thanks. support you. Thanks. Uh, what are you drinking? You've got some fancy cocktail
0: going. I, oh, let me tell you. It's so fancy. So fancy.
1: Um, there's actually a story behind this drink. Uh, about a month or two ago, when we went to Trader Joe's, we were purchasing tequila, and the cashier was like, "Ugh, did you get some of the jalapeno limeade?" And we were like, "What? Sorry, mm-hmm. what?" Now? Um, and he was like, "Oh, well, next time." We were like, "Duly noted," and <laughs> literally talked about it multiple times. <laughs> so then the next time we went, they didn't have any, and we went up and down the beverage aisle multiple times, like reading every single thing I was like well maybe you missed it and he was like I promise you I didn't I was like well fresh (laughs) eyes and so I would of course he didn't miss it and I'm just obnoxious Um, but then today we were in Trader Joe's and there were two separate um, displays of it and he saw one and I saw the other one and so he goes babe and I looked at him and pointed at one and he was pointing at the other (laughs) one we are just like yes Uh, so it is a tequila and jalapeno limeade that sounds delicious. It. It's quite nice.
0: Wow. That sounds great. It's also nice, like, a little ASMR, because I can hear the, like...
1: Can you hear a little tinkling? I hope that you could. Ding. My little my little ice cubes.
0: Yeah, I like it a lot.
1: Thank you. Um, well, do you have anything else that you want to chat about before we chat about some babes? Um, just, I would like to know when your babe was born, but that's all.
0: Okay, well, uh, stand by. Let me get my notes up. My babe was born probably somewhere around 225. Am I going okay, first? Okay, fine. You're right. <laughs> You're going first. I told you. That's why you were, you were like, Are you sure?
1: <laughs> I was
0: like, Yes.
1: Well, all of your babes lately. Have been like 1950 and later.
0: And so I was like, oh, what do you have like a 1913? No, I either go like still alive or in this in this babe's case has been dead for so long that so much of this is legend now. Uh, I
1: love those. Um, so, yeah, you're super duper going first. Yeah. OK, that's kind of what I thought.
0: Reagan. Taylor. All right, first, are you settled? Are you cozy?
1: Oh, I'm cozy. I'm good. Yes, thank you. Okay, great. Appreciate you.
0: Um, have you ever heard of Lady Zhu Tijin? No. Woo! Okay, great. Tell so, first of all, mm. a blanket statement. I probably have already fucked up the pronunciation. Um,
1: You're doing your because best? Because... And I appreciate that.
0: Her, she's a Vietnamese lady, and... Apparently, Vietnamese has lots of sounds that don't exist in English. Oh, cool. So um,
1: I'm really so I've, fascinated by languages that do that. I'm sorry to interrupt. i like, I know that that's how language works and that's yeah. how alphabets work. But it's just so cool it's to so see cool. and hear sounds that I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever invented English didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, um,
0: the, one of the main articles that I used had a little blurb on it because somebody had written in and was like, Hey, here's how you could actually say it. If you were saying it with an English accent, this is kind of the closest way to say it. So I just wrote that straight on down. So
1: not too, uh,
0: not too off, but you know, who knows? So Lady Zhe is what we'll call her. Beautiful. Um, a whole bunch of it is legend, sprinkled in with true. It's like true brackets, and everything inside is like, yeah, probably, but you know. Um, so I'll I'll let you know the parts that are definitely legend, and then like probably where it came from. So before we get into it, a little mm-hmm. bit of history sidebar. So in the year 43. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah, early. The Han dynasty of China invaded Vietnam and took control. Ugh. And then they held control of Vietnam for hundreds of years. Um, the Chinese saw the Vietnamese as uncivilized and classic colonialization, tried to assimilate them into Chinese culture. Like... Stop it! Yeah. Um, unsurprisingly, the Vietnamese people were not about this. That and is shocking! So many. Um. So now we're going to jump forward to 225 when our gal Je Tijin is born. Got it. Um, She was obviously born in Vietnam. Her parents died when she was a child and she then was living with her older brother. Um, During her formative preteen and teenage years, she was like constantly obsessed with the idea of a free Vietnam and a severe change to gender roles because she thought it was really stupid that women had to just hang out and live domestic lifestyles and be mothers. And that's it. So she's the best. So um, legend has it that when she was 20, she's living with her sister-in-law, which I'm assuming is the wife of her older brother, but it could be a different brother's wife, I guess. So she's living with her sister-in-law who um, it was said she was famously very cruel and apparently Zhe had enough and killed her sister-in-law and then ran away to live in the mountains. (laughs) It was just like, bye, I'm out. So um, while she's living in the mountains, she's just kind of stewing about (laughs) the whole situation. Right. So then finally she's like, enough's enough. We got to do something about this. So she gets, Um, She sets up a military base in the mountains that she is the leader of at age 20. Yes. And she gets a thousand rebels to fight with her. So she is up in the mountains training up rebels. Her older brother is like, what if maybe you chill? Because Uh I really would like if you stayed alive. (laughs) And she's like, okay, listen, I get it. But then she famously says, quote, I will not resign myself to the lot of being alive. No, Shit! Fucking shit! Please oh. leave it in.
1: Please leave it in.
0: Stand by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, in response to her brother, she says, quote, I will not resign myself to the lot of women who bow their heads and become concubines. I wish to ride the tempest, tame the waves, kill the sharks. I have no desire to take abuse. Yes!
1: Oh! Talk about a face tattoo. Dude, My talk dude. about face tattoo. That shit
0: would. Uh, oh god. You know what would be better than a face tattoo of that though would mm-hmm. be like those sequin pillows where like when you run your hand over it like changes but like on your face. So it just like one way says like tame the waves and uh, then like no, you I'm swipe it the other way it says kill the
1: sharks. I'm <laughs> No, you don't like that, that idea. Okay, maybe I we'll don't we'll... like the idea of your face having scales. The sequin. No, that, you don't like I'm... that. No. That's a bridge too far. That's way too far. Okay, so see we found the line in our friendship.
0: We did. Now I know where it is. it is. Great. Okay. So we'll stick with the pillow. Whew. Okay. Okay. So um, I, I wrote, wow, BRB making 1,000 t-shirts. <laughs> 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 so. Um, One so, for,
1: for warriors. A
0: hundred percent. They all have to wear them. Um, by the way, this one's pretty short. So just okay. letting you know. Uh, so by the time she turns 21 which is, like, so young. Like, 21. What the fuck? Like, how are people even aged 21 anymore? That's, I feel so ancient thinking about 21-year-olds. They're children. Um, She had won over 30 battles against the Chinese army with her rebel freedom fighters. In a year? In a year, Oh my dude. And people were fucking terrified of her. (laughs) Yes. They were so scared of her. It was said that she that it was easier to fight a tiger than to face Lady (gasps) Zha. Yeah.
1: Love that.
0: I know. So here's where it's pretty obviously legend. Some of it's probably true, but Did she fight a tiger? Part of it's probably not. It is said that she was nine feet tall. Yes. That She had a booming voice that sounded like a bell tower that you could hear for miles. Um, it was said that she rode into battle on a war elephant. She wore gold armor and carried a sword in each hand.
1: <laughs> so, she so like was, latter
0: half of that, probably true.
1: She was two people and a bell tower all stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Okay. I need to it. Yeah.
0: Um, I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. So in 248, <laughs> um, so she's what? In the Let's afternoon? See. Yeah. Yep. Um, she is 23 at this point. Good grief. Um, her small rebel force was defeated eventually by the Chinese army, and she apparently was so devastated by the defeat that she threw herself into a river and drowned. Oh, boy. Sad. Um, but then she almost immediately became legend within Vietnam because it was said that other Vietnamese fighters and freedom fighters for like hundreds of years to follow, she would appear to them in dreams to encourage them. Yes. She's such a part of the culture that people are like having dreams about her coming to them and being like, you got to fucking keep going.
1: Oh my God. I would love to have a dream where she appears to me gives you
0: inner strength. He's oh fight God. like a tiger.
1: Like a tiger. Oh. So, um,
0: so according to a book that's called a brief history of Vietnam, which is the English title for it, um, by historian, again, a bunch of sounds that aren't in English. So hopefully, um, historian Tran Trong Kim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the Southern emperor of the early Lai dynasty, called her, quote, a brave and loyal person and ordered that a temple be built in her honor. And to this day, there is still a modern-day temple built in her honor. That's awesome. There are whole streets in Vietnam that are named after her, like, all over the country. And there is a national holiday to celebrate her bravery. Yes. That's so cool. Mm. Mm. And that is the short but sweet story of Lady Gia Je Tijin. Je so cool. So cool.
1: I also can't help but think that the phrase, a whole bunch of sounds that aren't in English, sums up every other language <laughs> in the English.
0: That's the most American view yeah. of <laughs> other languages. Well, I don't know. It's a bunch of... I don't of know. Them. It's not in English. So
1: not English. are like, yeah, no, that's other languages, right? there. I literally,
0: I, I like looked around for um, a pronunciation video on all of these names and... The only one that I could find was for Lady Ja but it was the it was the like Mandarin pronunciation for it. And I was like mm-hmm. I don't know how how different this is from the Vietnamese pronunciation of it. Yeah. No. Huh? So who knows? Wow. Super cool. Yeah.
1: Let's make a yeah. thousand T shirts. A
0: thousand T shirts. She was the lady that I was I think I told you before we started recording, but I had picked out somebody else and I was like, this is not the week to do like Yeah. this like fun acrobat. <laughs> so I instead was like, no, I need a, I need a warrior. I need a lady who didn't take any shit and made sure that everyone knew that she didn't take shit. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: So uh, to source my shit real quick. Um, Wikipedia, obviously, amazingwomeninhistory.com had a great one, which they're always a yeah. great, if you guys ever want to go just kill time and read about some really amazing women, that's Amazing Women in History is a great place to start. Bing, bing, bing. And then there is a website called shedoesthecity.com, and they apparently do a weekly column called My Favorite Dead Ladies. <laughs> oh my And God. it's written by Sarah Sahagian. And I'm going to read to you the, like, blurb Please do. that opens this column every week. Are you ready? I'm so excited. <laughs> welcome to My Favorite Dead Ladies, the column where we explore the joyous world of feminist history. Wondering if this column is for you? Well, did you roll your eyes every time you learned about yet another dead white man in high school? Do you love old homes, antiques, and museums the way the patriarchy loves sexism? If so, welcome. You're either a history nerd already or you're about to become one.
1: Yes. Okay is not
0: the best thing you've ever heard. Uh, I laughed soul. so hard when I found that. And I made Evan read this article. It's like, look at how great this is. And he Seriously. was like, you've, you've found your online community.
1: It's like, I know. For real. Yeah. Ah, uh, wow. Good job, dude. Thanks. That is very, very, very cool. <laughs> so just, I love,
0: I love that like, She was so legendarily intimidating that it's evolved into, yeah, man, she was fucking nine feet tall.
1: She was so tall. Her voice sounded like a bell.
0: Booming. Just scary, booming voice. You could hear her coming in on her elephant. Yeah. I saw it with my own two eyes. I love it. She's like the person that, like. That I picture, you know, in Game of Thrones, and they're, like, sitting around telling each other, like, yeah, this fucking crazy thing happened. Mm-hmm. I picture, like, a bunch of dudes talking about her that way.
1: Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Man. Whew. That's amazing.
0: And I'm all worked up and sweaty. <laughs> Kinda... yeah, me
1: too. Whew. But just because I'm in my apartment. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, I took a different route. Love it. Um... I did choose a fun lady because I was I'm like, so glad about lightness. this we lightness. We need yeah. Taylor. Yes. Have you heard about Mom's Mabley?
0: Yes. Wait. Yes. She's been on my list, and I've read all about her.
1: As soon as you start talking, I'm I know I'm you're gonna know, gonna know. You're gonna know. Okay. Oh my god. Yes. I was dying doing this research. It is okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me. Tell me tell me. Yeah. I'm ready. So mom's Mabel. She was born Loretta Mary Aiken on March nineteenth in either eighteen ninety four or eighteen ninety
0: seven. Who knows? Oh my God. Well I don't know. Maybe I'm going first. okay. Come on.
1: That are still alive. (laughs) Anyway, she was born in North Carolina. In a town called Brevard, I believe is how you pronounce it. Okay. Definitely had a big family. Some people say that she was one of 12 kids. Some people say that she was one of 16 kids. Lots. Whole bunch. Either of kids. way, so Either many. Way, very big family. Now, I need you to take a couple deep breaths because there is a humongous bummer of a paragraph that's about to come up.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: But I'm it's ready. the only bummer. Well, that's not true. But it's the biggest bummer and then we're done. We okay. Know, do good okay. Okay. Her father was a firefighter, and he died in an explosion when she was 11. Soon after that, her mother was hit by a truck, and she died on Christmas Day.
0: Oh, my God.
1: By the time that Moms was a early teenager, like 14, um, she had been raped twice, once by the town's white sheriff, and she had become pregnant both times, giving up both babies for adoption. Oh, my Lord. The biggest bummer of a childhood. Yeah, like, wow. wow. I mean, you're not a child at that point. You're forced right, to no. grow up as a 11, 12, 13, 14 year old, you know? Oof. Oh, Jeez. We don't know, thankfully, but oof. Um, so then her stepfather wanted her to marry an older guy, and she was like, mm, fuck that. Um, and her grandmother, who had been a slave, was like, no, you should run. You need to get out of here. You need to run. So when she's like 14, 15... She moved herself Um, and she decided she moved herself to Cleveland, Ohio. And she was like, I'm going to join the African-American vaudeville circuit. She's like, I'm going to be in show in show business. And specifically, she wanted to be a comedian.
0: This is why. Yes. This is why I know who it is. Okay.
1: Yep. So she met a boy uh, who was named Jack Mabley. They dated a little bit. But basically, she just took his name, and her stage name became Jackie Mabley. Um, Later on, the nickname Moms came about because she was really, like, compassionate, and she was just, like, the mom and was nurturing to all the other performers. So that ultimately became her stage name, was Moms Mabley. So by the 1920s, she's doing pretty well. She's killing it on the comedy circuit. She's performing with a comedy song duo named Butterbeans and Susie, which...
0: Wow, so we're changing our names.
1: I mean, can I be Butterbeans? <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> uh, so with Butterbeans and Susie, she moves to New York, and now she's making ninety dollars a week as opposed to the fourteen dollars a week she was making on the circuit. So eventually,
0: ninety dollars a sh- week in the twenties.
1: Mhm. Oh, I didn't look it up. That seems like Dang. a lot. It's a lot. Um. Wait, I'm gonna look it up. Hold on to your pants because it. Just gets better. Ninety dollars
0: USD in
1: nineteen twenties.
0: Nineteen twenties.
1: Um one thousand one hundred and fifty-three dollars a week. Making over double what I make. Wow. <laughs> That's really cool. Um so eventually she becomes an attraction at the cotton club in Harlem. And then she starts working on Broadway and in multiple films. She's just, she's crushing it. She's yeah. just killing it. So her main bit was a character that was known as Moms Mabel. And it was this older woman that she based off of her grandmother. So she wore like frumpy dresses or sundresses and like a floppy hat. And she could do the thing where she made it look like she had no teeth. And she had this deep voice. And so she could do this whole toothless old lady even though she was like super chic in her persona off stage. Oh. So she would come out as this old lady and she was really raunchy and she would talk about like openly talk about her zest for younger men, even though mom's the real person had been out as a lesbian for her entire adult life.
0: Oh my god.
1: And I so love it. She did this, like, dirty old lady on the prowl for a hot man, and everybody (laughs) loved it. And so she was able to get away with, like, the raunchy yet endearing and sweet in her bits as she's, like, she's talking to her audiences, she's giving them advice, but she was able to talk about racial injustice and segregation and poverty because she's not offending anyone, she's just a harmless old lady. It was brilliant. That's so great. Yeah. So... One of my favorite quotes from, or one of her most famous lines, so obviously one of my favorites, is, quote, there ain't nothing an old man can do for me, but bring me a message from a young one. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. Wow. so good. Uh, She also was the first stand-up comedian to incorporate lesbian routines in her act. Damn. I mean, just a hero on all sides. So... Um, because she incorporated race-related satire, or not satire, but stories in her act, she became what is considered one of the pioneers of social satire. So this guy named Mel Watkins wrote a book called On the Real Side, which is a history of black humor. And he said that, quote, foreshadowed the shift to direct social commentary and stand-up techniques that would define humor by the late 50s. Like, it was all her. She... Wow brought it on um she was also an incredible improviser she had incredible she had perfect comedic timing you can watch some of her stuff on youtube i just put it on and let it like play through whatever was next for a while oh it's so it's so wonderful so in the 1930s she was the first female comedian to appear on the apollo stage and then she went on to (laughs) oh Oh, you Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I was <laughs> oh, so violent. <laughs> Whew. All right. Good? Good. It, Good. Gave me a, it gave me a chance to get a drink. It was perfect. Oh. All right. Whew. Okay, Correct. sneezes. Done. <laughs> First female comedian of any race to appear on the Apollo stage. And then she went on to appear on the Apollo stage more than any other comedian. Male female, anybody. Wow. So at one point, she was the highest paid comedian of all of them at the time. She was making $10,000 a week, which as we've discussed, if 90 is over a thousand, $10,000 in the thirties. Normally uh, you're so bad that's... about writing these, these uh, pay rates down. In the
0: thirties. Um, wow. I found a calculator. Um, you said $10,000 a week. A week. Holy shit. That is $153,526.35 yeah.
1: a week. Highest paid comedian of the time. Whoa. Yeah, dude. She That's so it. much. That's so much.
0: <laughs> wow. So
1: Apollo would book her sometimes for 15 week stints and she would have a different act every week. She would change her routine up and
0: she wasn't done nothing but just write new material. all the time. She was
1: just so funny. I don't understand. So she was also writing bits for other people while she was writing her own. And so she, she's just, Got jokes. Jokes on jokes on jokes. So she cultivated such a like loyal following that and you can see it on the YouTube videos. She walks on stage and people start laughing. Like <laughs> not just like, yay, applaud like they are audibly laughing because they're so excited for whatever she's gonna say or do. I love that. That's so cute. It's the Peter so cute. <laughs> she said, quote In 35 minutes on stage, I can keep laughter in a certain range, building higher and higher till I tell the last joke. They're all laughing like mad. Like she just knew how to work audiences. Wow. So so then comedy albums became a thing. So she starts recording her bits on albums and her debut album was called The Funniest Woman Alive, which I forgot to write down how many copies it sold, but it became gold certified. So then her recording career explodes, and she ends up recording over two dozen albums. Um, one of her albums was considered so raunchy that it was a regular thing to play at stag parties. Oh. <laughs> the idea of calling it a can stag you, party.
0: Also, can you imagine a stag party? Because that's, that's a bachelor party. Yeah. Right, that's all and it is. Just
1: playing a comedy just album around, of this play old a lady, <laughs> this quote-unquote old lady who's not old at all. I love it. I think though that's so funny. Of all of her albums, my, my my favorite name is Young Men See, Old Men Know. That's <laughs> she doesn't give a wow. fuck. I love she doesn't her. care. Um, so she performed on Ed Sullivan. She performed at Carnegie Hall. She's all over the place. And then in the 60s, white audiences, quote, discovered her. Ew. And everybody uh, was like, you guys, she's been huge for literal decades. Wow. Literal decades. And they're like, have you
0: heard? (laughs) That's the most fucking white people thing I've ever Seriously? heard in my life. <laughs>
1: Seriously.
0: Oh you guys, we found this cool lady. Like maybe she we should be
1: currently making over a hundred thousand dollars
0: a week. Maybe we should think that she's pretty cool. Like oh, bitch, she God. has been pretty cool. I wrote
1: humongous That's eye so roll funny. emoji. Just <laughs> so
0: funny. The in the grossest way.
1: <laughs> you guys suck. But she was um. successfully covering sexism, racism, poverty, everything else that everybody avoided because they were too edgy. She was like, no, those are my entire bits. So, yeah. um, so in 1974, she presented an award at the Grammys and she insisted that her presenting partner be quote, her kind of guy. <laughs> so she presents with a mid seventies, super suave, Chris Christopherson. And oh my God. She's, She's pretty old. At this I was going to say, wait, in the 70s. Yeah, she's she's pretty old at this point. And she immediately went off the cue cards and started writing her own jokes. And so Chris is just like, uh, uh, we're we're pretty off the cards now. and She's like, I'll take care of it. And so he's just like he's laughing along with the audience and it keeps cutting out to the audience and they're losing their minds. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I can't I, wait to
0: go watch all of everyone these. Everyone needs videos. to go watch
1: it. It's, <laughs> if the only one you watch is the Grammy Awards, please do it. He can't keep it together. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> um, she said about her style of humor, quote, I just tell folks the truth. If they don't want the truth, then don't come to moms. Anybody that comes to me, I'll help them. I don't say anything I don't mean. I'm like, ugh. Oh, I, I love, love that. You. So, 1974, she was filming a movie called Amazing Grace, and it was her first and only starring role ever. And while they were filming, she had a heart attack. She survived. Oh. She got a pacemaker. She was able to finish filming. The film didn't do awesome in the box offices, but they said that it did well enough to consider her a success. So, I don't know what that level is in box okay. office sales or whatever, but, like, it, everybody was like, yes, by all means, like. It's not a blockbuster or whatever, but she she did well. Um, she told a journalist once, quote, I try not to be bitter. I would have liked to have gotten my chance earlier, but that's the, the, the way things were in those days. Better times are coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. She did pass away. A few months after it was released. She died on May 23rd, 1975 in White Plains, New York. I'm pretty sure it was heart related, but I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And she is, by all accounts, the first female stand-up comedian. Um, Wow. At her funeral, a comedian named Dick Gregory said, quote, had she been white, she would have been known 50 years ago. Um, But pretty much all of the comedy writers and historians agree that she was a huge influence to generations of comedians Everybody. of comedy. Yeah. And she basically paved the way for their success in future years. Um so the actress Clarice Taylor who played uh Bill Cosby's mother on the Cosby show mm-hmm. was a humongous fan. Um she was obsessed And she staged the 1987 play called Moms at the Astor Place Theater, where she portrayed moms. And then 20 years later, Whoopi Goldberg made her directorial debut on the documentary Moms Mabley, I Got Something to Tell You. Um, Currently, the show Marvelous Mrs. Maisel has Wanda Sykes portraying Moms Mabley. Oh, man. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. I fucking love Wanda Sykes. Dude. I love Wanda Sykes so So, much. So much. Um, But yeah, like, I just kept coming across, like, account after account after account of whether or not they were comedians, just young actors being like, oh, she was, I mean, she was everything to me, you know? Man. Please do yourself a favor, Everyone. And go YouTube Moms, moms Mably. It is so. I keep wanting to say Mazely. Yeah. Moms Mably. Excuse me. Anyway, that is the incredible story of Moms.
0: Oh, I love her. Really, anyway, I love um, them.
1: To source my shit, Encyclopedia, Biography.com, Britannica.com, uh, NWPAPride.org, and The Legacy Project Chicago, where all of my. My website. Wow. Yeah. Big fan. Excuse. Can you hear that? Is it like a deep
0: rumbling? It's somebody's fucking stereo outside. Rock on Oh, my goodness. You're driving through a neighbor. There are children
1: and old 27 year olds. I could be in bed by now. um so who's your uh who's your babe oh, of the week, job, this week friend oh thank you um <clears throat> I, mean,
0: <laughs> I mean I mean my babe of the week is all of the protesters that are doing doing stuff that I I I can't do yet at least I mean there there was a protest in Anchorage yesterday that we didn't know about until it was it already happened Um, and so now we are fully on the lookout for another one. Um, but I, everyone that's out there and fighting for what needs to be fought for, um, are a hundred percent the babes of my life. Like I feel this every time they're, and obviously not to this scale, but, uh, every time that there are mass protests like this about something, you know, the, the women's March made me feel this. um, It's anytime I see a large group of people nationally, internationally protesting for things that are, that are right and that are rights that are not being recognized. It fills me with pride. And, and whenever I see people that I know actively participating in it and saying, you know what, this is scary and a hard conversation to have, but it's really necessary and really important. And we can't, we can't just sit back because we happen to have the privilege of being able to do that. Um, it makes me have a lot of hope for people. Despite all of the like terrible things that you're seeing during this, the idea that it's even happening on a mass scale like this, and that it's only getting bigger gives yeah. me a lot of hope. That gives me a lot of hope. So they are, they are the babes And if you are a protester or if you are thinking about joining a protest, uh, you are also my babe. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's no shock to anyone that they are also my babe. Right.
0: right. I mean, and I think that it has to be... How... I mean...
1: That has to be our babes. <laughs> I, I will keep this as brief as I can, but I do want to say something about the sh- protests in Chicago.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I do not know firsthand if this is the case everywhere else. I can only speak to Chicago. But... To all of the people that say, oh, well, a pandemic exists if we want to go to a bar, but it doesn't exist if you want to protest. No, honestly, it absolutely still exists. And every single one of those people is terrified. We are all so, so scared of this virus that kills. But priorities. It's the same thing with the people that went out and stood in line for hours in wisconsin to vote despite the pandemic it is more than a matter it is worth risking our lives for Yep. it is terrifying um in a lot of ways but for a lot of us this is the first time we've ever had to feel that fear Mm -hmm. And that should give a lot of people pause because a lot of people live in this fear. Right. And that's something I cannot even comprehend Um, about the riots that are going on. It the vast majority of people are peacefully protesting. They are having moments of silence. They are singing. They are dancing. They are marching. They are peacefully protesting and very real literal Nazis are coming into these protests and coming out of parts of the Midwest and into Chicago to incite violence. They are the ones that are looting minority-owned businesses. There, There's footage going around Chicago right now of the most dangerous dangerous gang in Chicago working with the CPD to protect minority owned businesses on the South side. They've never worked together. They wouldn't dream of working together, but they are doing what they can to protect their local businesses. But there are undercover cops and there are hordes of very racist white men that are using this as an excuse to steal and destroy and incite violence, and it infuriates me, and it breaks my heart, and it... And then blame it on people of color, as... And to blame it on people of color, and to blame it on peaceful protesters. Yeah. So that they are the ones getting arrested. Right. Um, last night, after the peaceful protest in Chicago turned violent, uh, Chicago cops have always been known as being a particularly violent branch of police force. And... It was no surprise to anyone that they started beating people, they started macing people, they start, I mean, full military gear. But last night, uh, after it turned violent, the city raised all of the bridges around downtown so that people were literally trapped. They cut off all of the access to the public transit system and then raised the bridges so that no cars could get around. Then cops turned off their body cams And they issued a immediate curfew in Chicago and they just rounded people up. And so a thousand people were arrested last night because the city trapped them and could do whatever they want. And now there are white supremacists asking Donald Trump to send in the Marines to Chicago. The National Guard is already here. They're doing whatever they can. Today, we got a message at 6.38 that all public transit would shut down at 6.30. It had already happened. They didn't tell anyone until after it happened that no more trains or buses were going to be running until curfew was lifted tomorrow at the very earliest. And they would give us an update tomorrow when curfew is lifted, if people can even use public transit to get around. And that cripples this city in a yeah. humongous way it breaks my heart but we're still going to go out we're yeah. still going to do we we will not quit yeah this is the tipping point something this is has it has yeah to change. yeah this is it we're not going back to that system we're not we can't and the we idea won't.
0: that there are are even body cams that you can turn off is that defeats the point of having body cams. (laughs) Yeah. What is the point of having body cams at that point? They can also
1: remove their badge numbers. They can remove their names. Right. And they just become these endless line of faces with deep seated anger and a righteousness that can only come from racism. And lots of power. And lots of unchecked power. Lots and lots of power. That's, yeah. Yep. It's horrifying. And we will continue to peacefully protest. And we will continue to put our bodies in between cops and people of color. Yep. Because that's all we can do. Yep. Um, despite the virus, despite everything. Um, I found today that there is there are four main um, detention centers where they are holding protesters that are needing supplies, um, mainly phone chargers, um, so that when people get out, they Oof. that's can that alone stuff. is yeah heartbreaking yeah <laughs> that There's that a, is the thing that yeah. I mean there's obviously a call for food, water, masks, hand sanitizer, right. whatever you yeah. can give. Um sunscreen, you know, whatever. But the main thing that they need are rides for people. Um, because C T is now C T A is now remarkably unreliable and Ubers are expensive and these people may not have money in their accounts left over after bail. Right. Um so yeah, rides and phone chargers are the main things that they need, but it's I mean, it's, this city is on fire in a lot of ways. Yeah. And if you are a religious person, we could use your prayers. If you're a spiritual person, we could use your good vibes. If you, Chicago needs your help. I mean, a lot of yeah. cities do. I just know I th- this one in particular. because I'm I think
0: it. that what we should do is, because um, I know, you know, Pat's in Salt Lake and they're having similar yeah. things and New York obviously is having similar things and my in Los Angeles and Seattle and I mean kind of any major city around the country slash the world in some cases. Uh, so I think what we should do is definitely, definitely post bailout donations for okay. all of those big cities. And then if you, um, you know, if, if, you know of other ones hit us up and we'll post those you seriously
1: know? if you if you have any other bailout or um i have the police phone numbers for chicago to yeah. ask for the release of the protesters but i don't have the phone numbers for other cities yet so if you have those please let me know we can continue posting. hit
0: us up like we we will post all week long it won't just be on our social media day like it'll hit us up with information that you have about how uh we can help disseminate information and get help to all these cities and all these protesters who are doing dynamite work. Yeah. Um, Cause that's kind of the most that we can do. <laughs> it's that the and
1: be important thing. Yeah. Yep. But also I would say like, and thankfully I'm seeing this you know echoed everywhere but take a look in yourself do you have any you know commission do you have any uh like artwork commissioned by people of color do you use black businesses do you use you know do you patronize black owned everything like we need we need to be more aware we need to be more active all the time in yep. everything
0: and also we'll post information about upcoming protests uh in anchorage and chicago as, yeah, as we, far as i
1: know most as, of them here they don't announce the location until the day of yeah that makes sense um, um but we'll do what we can that's my chicago rant and I love this place, and I love you, and I love all of the support from everyone. And yeah, yep, this. yep. So there you have it. <laughs> there you have. On that it. note, I love you. I <laughs> love you. My
0: horrible cat it. has woken up and is trying to do. Oh, hello, cat. He's really trying to get in there. Um, so during that. Serious conversation, you might hear little Greg chirps, because chirp, he chirp. wants to be known
1: that he is awake. Mine has made herself very comfortable on my side of the bed again. Please, please stop doing what you're doing. God. He's the worst. Holy shit.
0: Um, yeah, I love you. I love you too.
1: I'm glad that we did this. This always makes me make too. feel so much better. Me too. I'm glad that we did this too. Go watch those YouTube videos of moms.
0: It'll I 100% so will. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Sorry. He's, I think he's going to knock
1: everything over. No worries. And we can, ruin my we can life. And, we can go. No, no,
0: no. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, we can go. But I'm just, I. just. that's why I'm distracted. Because I think that he's going to just shit on my hopes and dreams. Um, well, I love this. You too. Please stay safe. You too. Let me know if you are uh, going to a protest so that I can Call be mom. aware. <laughs> yeah. See if I need to send you bail money.
1: <laughs> Thanks, friend.
0: Um, I'll let you know if we get to go to a protest. Hope I'm hoping that there are more. I I can't imagine that there won't be more. Um, I'm sure there will be. But yeah. Stay safe, friend. You too. And all of you guys listening, if you are still doing so, you also do that. Please. Um, and we'll post links to everything.
1: Yeah, we're going to post it. Don't worry. Gonna, we're going to spam you.
0: We're going to blow up your Instagram feed. It'll be. Oh, sorry. I had to belch. It'll be great. It will be great. <laughs> just like that, I belch. I meant to tell you this at the beginning because now it doesn't really fit in. So I'll probably cut this out. But I am halfway through shaving my legs from my quarantine depression. <laughs> so I've shaved my legs exactly once in 2020. And it was right before we went to Iceland because I knew we were going to be in geothermal baths. And, like, there were going to be all these beautiful Europeans there. That, And then there's, like, me being like, I'm from Alaska. <laughs> so, so I was like, I should probably shave. And so I did, and that was in January. And here we are, and it's June.
1: Tomorrow. I love that you can always surprise me with these fun sentences. <laughs> and I never know what's coming, but man, yeah, you never disappoint.
0: You know, so I shaved uh, my right calf <laughs> like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then I got bored. And I was like, well, now this will give me something to do in quarantine. <laughs> so. So then a couple of days ago I shaved my left calf. So I'm halfway through, but now there is just a stark line on my knee where it's like a legit mane, like like when I walk around I can feel wind through the hair. Of my legs.
1: <laughs> you are so, a glory.
0: Thank you. I don't want to brag, but I'm probably the most glamorous person on the planet. Easily. So um, I'll let you know when I get all the way there, because then I'm going to have to do another once over, but I figure it won't be like
1: bushwhacking. That's true. The initial everything is (laughs) awful. It's a lot. It is a lot.
0: Anyway, (laughs) just wanted you to know that. I'm pretty proud of it. I keep coming downstairs and being like, Evan, look. You can touch this part of my leg now, <laughs> and then he'll like start hitting the knee, and I'm like, no, 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 too far. Not there, not there, not there, not there, not Go there. Back. I'm not done yet. Jeez, mm-hmm. jumping the gun, animal. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, well, I love this.
1: Me too. I love you. Me too, but you. Love you, friend. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Uh, bye. Mwah.